It's July 4th weekend and time for trips to the beach, the mountains, cookouts to the family, fireworks. Uh, here is the time when we celebrate the founding of our republic. We, maybe if we're in a reflective mood, we take a moment to reflect on how well we have lived up to the vision of our founding fathers in founding this republic. But uh, because you're Bible-believing Baptist, you know that here in church, is that where we come to like talk about the USA? Uh, it's where we gather to participate in the outbreak of the kingdom of God. And uh, it's where we come and we let the Bible tell us what to talk about and think about. And because uh, we know, you know, Christian is not just synonymous with another thinking, caring, loving American. Uh, we know there's a difference between like the United States and the kingdom of God. And here's where we gather and we, we ponder that identity uh, while everybody else is celebrating the founding of our republic. I think this morning in the scripture you've just heard read uh, that here's where we come to think about the, the founding of the church, Mark 6. I think that's what's going on here in today's gospel, the founding of the church. Uh, let me put this in context. Uh, Jesus has encountered opposition. He has preached as eloquently as he could. And the response of many has been, where did he get all this? Isn't this Joe and Mary's boy? We, we know, he's a local boy. We know him. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we noted there were huge crowds clamoring after Jesus. But in just a couple of weeks, those crowds, fickle as they are, they've, they've dissipated. And right here, middle of Mark's gospel, Jesus turns to this, these 12 that he has called to him. And now he sends them out from him. These 12 ordinary people. He says to them, strap on your sandals. I'm getting ready to, to send you out. Uh, here in Mark's gospel is the commissioning of the 12 disciples, the sending them forth. Uh, he sends them out in pairs, which suggests to me the work he's sending them out is tough work. Don't you go out there alone. No, you get, but do the buddy system. You go with some backup. It's going to be tough. And Jesus knows it's going to be tough because Mark reports he's preached and he's failed to reach people. Well, now Jesus sends these 12 ordinary people out to do the very same preaching and healing and exorcism of demons 
that he's been doing. And uh, it's, it's kind of a surprise because, uh, well, you know, it's one thing for Jesus to heal. It's one thing for him to confront the demons, but he's the son of God. But now he's taking these 12 ordinary people and sending them out. Uh, I taught a class at Duke on uh, Jesus uh, through the centuries. And because, you know, they're Duke students, I knew that they were clueless about Jesus. So uh, I, I, for, to start the class out, I had them read the Gospel of Mark straight through start to finish. It's the shortest of the Gospels. And so I said, read that in preparation for the first class. First class, I said to them, now Mark gives away his whole theme in the very beginning of his gospel. He says, I'm going to tell you about Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, the Messiah. Now, uh, Jesus is God, Son of God. Now, 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 who can define God for me? And so then the students call out various attributes of God, and I write them on the board. God is uh, omnipotent, God all-powerful. God is omniscient, God knows everything. Uh, we're down here, God is up there, high, sovereign. Uh, we're limited, but God is, uh, can do anything God wants to do. Okay, I list all that on the board. And I said, now, you've read through the Gospel of Mark, and Mark says Jesus Christ is God. Now, can you think of some episode in the Gospel of Mark that maybe illustrates uh, that Jesus chins up to the bar of these attributes of God? And they fell silent. Finally, one of the students says, you know, uh, I was kind of bothered by when Jesus starts his mission, uh, he calls these 12 ordinary people to be his followers, and uh, it turns out they are not the brightest candles in the box. Uh, they don't know who Jesus is. They never understand what he's talking about. They, are, they go from the beginning of the gospel to being dumb to the end of the gospel being even dumber. They, uh, wow. And, uh, and then the craziest thing is Jesus calls them and, and sends them out to do what he said he was going to do. And like, I mean, like, if, if he's the son of God and he wants to change the world, how come Jesus doesn't just change the world? How come he needs these yokels to do it for him? And I said, well, I gather that you're not a Baptist and therefore you're innocent of all of this material. Uh, you've never worked with Jesus, huh? Well, this is the way he gets his job done. Jesus, the great delegator. Jesus, it's right at the heart of our faith. We got the kind of God that has decided from all eternity that whatever this God wants to do in the world, this God chooses it not to do it alone but to enlist, to, to commission. Uh, maybe, maybe you're thinking, uh, well, you know, maybe he waited till the middle of Mark's gospel to send them out because he was, he was vetting them. 
He was checking them out. He was going to find out which, which one had talents and abilities. <laughs> Forget it. Uh, they don't have talents and abilities. Uh, you will find out in the rest of the gospel. Uh, may, maybe he was waiting for them to discover their own hidden gifts. That's what Parker Palmer says, defines Christian vocation as learning to follow your bliss. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't like Matthew said, you know, I, I'm kind of, uh, I enjoy public speaking. I'm good on my feet. Uh, maybe I should uh, go to seminary. No. Or, or maybe Luke said, uh, you know, I wanted to go to med school, but I didn't take biology classes. And, and, and so Jesus discovered, no, uh-uh. This isn't the usual American st story of uh, how we discovered our talents and then developed them to our uh, advantage. It, no, this is a story. This isn't about what they're doing. It's about what Jesus is doing. It's not about what they discovered within themselves and followed their dream. It's about Jesus coming to them and calling and commissioning them. This is his idea before it's theirs. And I think what we're witnessing here is the founding of the church. Uh, this story, I think, explains why you're here this morning. Uh, you here because you think you said, you know, Max out of town and we probably paid a lot of money to get this guest preacher in here. Max said, come to church. Or, you know, it's great to come to church on the 4th of July because you get to feel particularly righteous because you can sit there and say, where is everybody? Well, I'm, I'm here. Well, no, 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 no. You're here, I think this says, because you got put here. Jesus somehow found a way to put you here. This is the founding. This explains you. Uh, Jesus, the great delegator. Uh, and... Uh, it's just amazing. See them squatting there in the dust of Galilee. And Jesus says, hey, the revolution begins here, people. I'm getting ready to take over the world. There's going to be a big regime change. Uh, and guess who's going to work it? You. Uh, and I think we, we have to keep getting together and and relearning this, teaching in the divinity school, I had this student, and she told me, uh, end of the semester, she says, you know, nothing would please me more than to have the paper that you assigned the very first class to be due this week, but I've had some work to do for some really important professors, and therefore, I'm not gonna have the paper done, okay? And I said, this is not okay. This is, you, you, you I, I tell you, your procrastination is just pathological. You, you, you're preparing for ministry. 
You can't, in ministry, you can't stand up on a Sunday morning and say to the congregation, I would love to have had a sermon for you this morning, but it's been one thing and then another. So what I'm gonna do is hand out newsprint magic markers and we're gonna break up into small discussion groups and then come back and report to people and that'll be the sermon. You can't do that. This is outrageous. And she said to me, hey, 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 older adult, back off, okay? Let me tell you, if you'd taken the time to get to know me better, you'd realize that procrastination is just one of my problems, okay? I'm the wrong sexual orientation. I don't see that I have many gifts for being a pastor. My church does not ordain people like me. Let me tell you, uh, any objections you've got to my being here, uh, I've already put those forward to Jesus. And basically he says, I don't care, you're going to seminary. So like you got some problem with my beginner's class, preparing for ministry, take it up with the Lord. And you know, she was right. Her discipleship, like your discipleship, was Jesus' idea before it was yours. This is his idea of a good time. Uh, and I bet you've got your reservations about the, some of the Christian beliefs. You don't maybe like the way the church is organized or who's in charge. And, and uh, uh, you, you have doubts about your own abilities to be a faithful disciple. Hey, you're Baptist. Read the Bible. Jesus is a sucker for people like you. Happy founding of the church day. Now let's, let's get out of here and celebrate and announce to the world there has been a regime change. Amen.